everybody, this is Michelle with Mishmash. How's everybody doing? I hope good, I hope wonderful, I hope excellent. Uh, so, I wanted to continue this follow up boy appreciation uh, series and go on to the next album, Infinity on High. And um, I love this album so much. I feel like uh, from under the cork tree, that's like my heart. It introduced me to Fall Out Boy. I just related to so much of the stuff. And it just is like me. Infinity on high, I feel like is my soul because it's just it's it's a notch up like I there's still a lot of relatable stuff but it's just so much more period it's just so much more like everything's a bit better I I I find (laughs) or I found that in trying to find uh the the lyrics that I love the most uh, from the songs on this album I was practically writing out the whole damn song so (laughs) for like every single fucking song Uh, so there's just a lot more here Um, and on top of that like Patrick's singing is just fucking beautiful like if you love to sing singing this album is like absolutely necessary like I know that I can't sing and sound as good as Patrick does or like someone who can sing but I fucking love singing this album (laughs) like it's so much fun and I mean just the the imagery is so much better the analogies are so much better like I it's this this is a fucking masterpiece this is a beauty this is their junior album and um interesting (laughs) thought or I don't know a question that I had like I know the next one would be considered their senior album but like would it because like senior is really like you're done or I don't know do they even refer to senior albums as a thing like is that a thing and then what like what what happens after that since we know they have more albums like what what do you do after that what do you call it I don't know this is their junior album uh and uh yeah let's let's just get into it because i know this is gonna be long there's so much more (laughs) to go over i don't know if i want to do this in two parts or not or it'll just be a very long episode but uh right from the gate we're getting into take over the breaks over first one that i really love is you know, obviously the intro. <laughs> Baby, seasons change, but people don't. Yes, I love that. I don't know if that's necessarily clever, but I find it to just be like relatable. Like, yes, seasons change, people don't. I like to think that I'm like a testament of that not being the case, but, um, like, I, do, I, I like to think that I've changed a lot and people can change, but I do know from dealing with other people <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not a popular thing. Like, people really don't change. Um, next line is, I'm boring, but overcompensate with headlines and flash, flash, flash photography. Um, 
I, I don't know. I just love that line. <laughs> like, yeah, so he's boring, but... And I feel like we can relate, we can all relate to this in some kind of way where, yeah, you might not, like, you might be kind of boring, but you're going to overcompensate in some kind of way. Like, obviously, I cannot overcompensate with headlines and flash photography, <laughs> but Pete Wentz absolutely can, or could, or does, I don't know. Um, but I just thought that was cute. Uh, they say... They say your head can be a prison, then these are just conjugal visits. Now, this line is actually really, really clever. So, yeah, your head is a, can be a prison. You, you're, I don't know, that's a common phrase where I feel like I don't have to really go into detail about that. But then, these are just conjugal visits, which I see it as, like, then he's mind-fucking somebody. Like, he's fucking with somebody's head, is what he's basically saying in a really... Uh, cool way <laughs> so there's that one and I am going to try to speed by these a little bit but definitely go uh, in in depth on each one but I know we're going to spend more time on certain things so I'm trying not to take too long um, so the next song is This Ain't a Scene It's an Arms Race <clears throat> this first line Again, the intro. <laughs> I am an arms dealer, fitting you with whipping, weapons in the form of words. And don't really care which side wins, as long as the room keeps singing, that's just the business I'm in. Uh, so he's saying, yeah, I'm an arms dealer, fitting you with weapons in the form of words. So his arms are words, and he's got... He's got the best words, like Trump. <laughs> he's got the best words, the most words. And so he's dealing that out to us, the fans, uh, and to use them as weapons. Uh, I don't really care which side wins as long as the room keeps singing. So he's like, yeah, the, my job is to get you guys singing. That's the point. You know, it's not about who wins or whatever, whatever that might mean. I guess you could think about it more, but I didn't. So <laughs> that part, I'm not sure. But yeah, that's basically what that means. Um, this next one I really like just because well, I'll get into it. <laughs> I'm not a shoulder to cry on, but I digress. I'm the leading man, and the lies I weave are oh so intricate. Uh, I always love this line. I'm I'm not a shoulder to cry on, but I digress because I'm like the absolute opposite of that, where I'm always the shoulder to cry on. Uh, <laughs> I'm the what's what did he say before? Hold on. tear catcher I'm the tear catcher that's me <laughs> hey tear catcher that's Michelle uh I'm I've always been like the support system for everybody so but you know you definitely feel that and I feel like empaths can definitely relate to that where it's like yeah you're gonna be the shoulder to cry on but there's times where you just do not have that energy you don't have that support to give and so you might feel this way, but I, it's just something I kind of envied because I would never say that I absolutely was that person, but definitely have felt that way. Like, bitch, I'm not the show to cry on. <laughs> and then the next part, I'm the leading man and the lies I weave are oh so intricate. I love that line. And like, again, I don't feel like I need to go deeper into it, but just the picture that he paints with the lies 
sticky leaves are also intricate like it's making a spider web or something like or a blanket or something of lies and it's so intricate and it's so beautiful like that's what I see it as so I thought that was a really cool line uh next one is I wrote the gospel on giving up but the real bombshells have already sunk at night we're uh, sorry I'm starting to go blind <laughs> at night we're point you were painting your trash gold while you sleep crashing not like have our hips or cars no more like a pup parties uh so here he's saying how he would sing a lot about giving up i honestly i don't really understand the real bombshells have already sunk but uh the part i really really love is at night we're painting your trash gold while you sleep uh which i see that as like when we're singing and writing these songs we're turning your trash into gold we're turning our trash into gold you know we're making these songs out of it and and soothing your insecurities and fears or whatever or whatever right that's how i see it crashing not like hips or cars no more like parties uh i just like the the different ways that he's referring to crashing um I thought that was clever. <laughs> Next one, our last one for this song is Bandwagon's Fold, Please Catch Another, where he's referring to like people jumping on the Fall Out Boy bandwagon, I guess. And he's like, it's full, <laughs> you know, and, and equating it to an actual bandwagon. So get on another bandwagon. I thought it was really cute. So next song is... <laughs> I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get you off. Parentheses, me and you. Hold on, I need to get a Tums. Terrible fucking mini vlogs. Oh god. Hold on, I need to put the brightness up so I can actually read. Okay, so this first one... Uh, again, opening line right off the bat. Last year's wishes are this year's apologies. Every last time I come home, I take my last chance to burn a bridge or two. I only keep myself this sick in the head because I know how the words get you. Where's the new face of failure? Prettier and younger, but not any better off. Bulletproof loneliness at best. So, breaking this one down. Uh... Last year's wishes are this year's apologies. Last year you wish for something and you know this <laughs> you dealt with it fucked up or whatever happened and now you're apologizing uh for what you wished for, you know. You can see that in a whole bunch of different ways. Um I take my last chance to burn a bridge or two. I think that's, again, self-explanatory. I just really love how they put that and put it together. I I only keep myself this sick in the head because I know how the words get you. I love this line. This is probably one of my all-time favorite lines of any song ever. And especially because I relate to this so fucking much. I'm pretty sure I talked about this before in a previous episode. Uh, because 100% as a writer, <laughs> as a writer, and especially as someone who 
well or does and more in my past now I think I focus now more on more positive things but I can't escape it but definitely I, I come up like talking and writing about my pain my tragedies the fucked up shit in my life and what I'm dealing with and it's something that I definitely felt especially at that time where I had a blog and it was actually minusculely very little bit successful and um it's like this weird thing of like uh, well this is how this is how I get success you know by feeling like shit and 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 going over shitty things (laughs) and being kind of in this negative space and even just in general I feel like when you are in a more negative space or at least for me I can only speak for me but I do think this is common where being in a negative space you kind of feel more creative you gotta get that shit out somehow it's so much harder to be creative uh in a positive mind frame like because then it's like what what outlet do you really need for positivity you just feel it you bask in it you don't want to bask in your negativity you don't want to sit in that shit so you have to get it out some way uh and I don't know I just that it makes me think of that like I definitely relate to that heavy that's something I put I've thought a lot about um, especially when I started feeling happy and I realized that I had nothing to write about <laughs> when I was happy and I'm like shit do I have to fucking be miserable to have the career I want to be creative to do what I want to do um, which you know now I'm realizing no but for a long time I was like yeah I guess so because I didn't write for a very long time um and I didn't do anything for a very long time for that reason okay so the next oh my computer keeps going dark at me so the next part is uh we're the new face of failure prettier and younger but not any better off bulletproof loneliness at best i love that what a picture it paints like (laughs) fallout boy is the face of failure how i don't know but this is what they're saying Um, or they could be referring to our generation, but I don't think so. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're prettier, we're younger than what you might think of as failure, but we're not better off, we're still failing. Uh, and bulletproof lowliness at best, I love that. Yeah, best just kind of really chef's kiss makes it so much more, brings it home a lot. Um, the next line, the best way to make it through with hearts and wrists intact is, sorry, let me say that clearly. (laughs) The best way to make it through with hearts and wrists intact is to realize that two out of three ain't bad. So I love this line so much. And I always thought it was like I don't know why I always was like okay there's three options 
um <laughs> but two having two out of the three ain't bad so you could come out with a heart intact or a wrist intact and then I was like wait there's only two options like when I was going over this this is when I realized it. <laughs> I was like wait there's only two options so what does he mean like I need more specifics on that and um someone in the comments was asking about this this person Sarah says does anyone know what he is referring to when he says two out of three ain't bad um uh, Ariana says it means only having two people together is better than having three basically what he means is that he'd rather be with one girl instead of two excuse me I don't think that's what it means but I understand that interpretation um Amahito says he had to choose between living with a broken heart or not and he chose to keep his wrist intact again I I don't I don't think that's what it means that doesn't totally make sense with me like it doesn't make sense for the two out of three anyway um Rodolfo says I love you I need you I want you two out of two out of those three that is what he means by that or at least is what I found online um I didn't look into that more so I don't know if that's correct but that does make a lot of sense like you can love someone need someone or want someone um but you can't have all three I guess for some reason but two uh, or at least if he's not saying you can't have all three that just at least having two out of three of those is is not bad which it isn't I guess um I don't know I might just look this up later just to get more insight on it because that that's kind of coming out of nowhere but it makes the most sense to me um slam not (laughs) slam not ham not (laughs) you know I always thought it was because he said prettier and younger but not any better off uh so two pretty and young out of three uh, which would be pretty young and better off ain't bad which that also makes sense I guess that could absolutely be the case I'm not sure um, and then this last comment banana cakes Mackenzie says I always thought it was referencing a widow slash widower with his or her child because of the music video maybe I don't I'm pretty sure I've seen the music video but I didn't I don't remember them I don't I don't really watch their music videos um yeah I really didn't watch their music videos so I don't really know them very well uh so I I I don't know (laughs) that could be the case um but I again I just I love the line I thought it was I think it's deep, I think it's interesting, but I am now confused about what exactly he's referencing. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, next song is Golden, which is just such a beautiful, beautiful, soft song. Um, I only have two lines here, and then we'll get into some ideas of what it may mean. <laughs> uh, the first one is, and I... I knew that the lights of the city were too heavy for me, uh, which I take as like the the city's too much for him. Like that, it's 
I don't know how to make it clearer other than heavy. Like, there's too much going on. It's too big for him. He can't take on the city. Uh, and I saw... And I saw God crying... No. And I saw God cry in the reflection of my enemies and all the lovers with no time for me. And all of the mothers raised their babies to stay away from me. Tongues on the sockets of electric dreams. When the sewage, when the sewage of youth drown the spark of my teens which is a lot um but to be honest I never fully understood I just thought the song was really pretty it's not something that I super connected to um so I was looking at what other people thought it might mean or if they had any insight and um (laughs) uh, Skylar says as I as I look, oh no, sorry, this is a quote from Pete Wentz in 2015. As I look into the crowd tonight, I see a bunch of outsiders. I'm proud of seeing all those outsiders, and I just want you guys to know you're fucking awesome. And I know a lot of the time it feels as if the world is against you. But for the next hour and a half, we're gonna turn that around and go against the world. I'm like, I I could see the song kind of being about that, I suppose. Um, With the lights of the city too heavy for me. Um, God crying in the reflection of the enemies and lovers with no time for me. So like, pretty much, yeah, like being the outsiders, being the losers. But this is your time right now, I guess. Uh, It could be about that. Uh, the next person says, Zany Boy says, I honestly believe the lyrics pertain to the growth of a quote-unquote weirdo in a, into a superstar. I think it stems from both Patrick Stumps and Pete Wentz's own personal experiences, seeing as they co-wrote it, and Fall Out Boy is all about semi-autobiography biographical songs slash emotions and growing to resent both their status as weirdos and their being regarded as excuse me superstars slash poster boys for the post-punk scene in a way saying they they don't fit in anyway and they feel uneasy wherever they go because of this as an example the line tongues on the socket of electric dreams paints a picture of their dreams being on the tip of their tongues but dangerously close as well the follow-up line where the sewage of youth drowned the spark of my teens could mean that in the same breath their dreams were drowned out by a river should have in their mouth in their youth mouth wow <laughs> river should in their youth the chorus alluding to the chorus alluding to said shit and the resentment of the people that caused the majority of their problems in youth when they look back on them as superstars of course this is all just speculation but i think considering infinity infinity on high was all about fame and how things change that could be a fitting interpretation and i do understand where he's coming from with that that would probably honestly like if i didn't see any more beyond that i would be like fast with the songs about 100 especially because like i said that's pretty much what the album is about um Tweedle Bean says 
I've always taken that to mean I'm so disgusting slash abnormal that when mothers see me coming, they pick up their babies to keep them away from me. And that's also what I got from that. Uh, Monkey82 says, the lyrics aren't written by any of the guys in the band. They were written by Wesley Eiselb, American Nightmare, Give Up the Ghost, Some Girls, and Cold Cave Among the others he was credited as a co-writer on the album on three of the songs including this one he has also published a collection of lyrics less poetry and the lyrics to the song are in it surely the music and pat's voice make it special but lyrics come from a total different background which i was like oh okay wow so this is just something else entirely we're just putting our own stuff on it which is totally okay but just to know that the actual like meaning is i'm guessing not that deep i don't know uh and then Kim Pat says you are way overthinking this so uh just to confirm that <laughs> but I, it's a beautiful song and take it as whatever it fits for you um whatever makes you feel heard and understood and feel good or you know whatever whatever feeling you're trying to achieve from a song so that's all I've got to say about that Okay, so this will be the last song that I cover uh, in this part, and then we'll go into part two where we cover the rest of the, uh, what do you call this? What do you call this? What is this? Record? I guess the rest of the record. Um, so we're going to go into Hum Hallelujah, which is one of my favorite songs off this um. I keep wanting to say episode off of this album. That is the word I'm looking for, album. So the first line that I love is, the road outside my house is paved with good intentions. Hired a construction crew cause it's hell on the engine. And you are the dreamer, we are the dream. I could write it better than you ever felt it. I swear I've talked about this line in particular, that the very last one before definitely one of my favorite favorite lines of all time so just right off the bat the road outside of the road outside my house is paved with good intentions I think that's self-explanatory perhaps but basically just saying like I don't know that's pretty self-explanatory I think the road the road outside my house is paved with good intentions yes good intentions um he hired a construction crew because it's hell on the engine. Um, but he's like redo, like he's constructing it. He's kind of shutting down the road that he paved with good intentions and redoing it because um, it's all fucked up. <laughs> it's all for the, it's all fucked up. The intentions went to hell. Uh, you know, and. He's trying to smooth it out. Um, you are the dreamer. We are the dream. Self-explanatory. I could write it better than you ever felt it. I love that line because it's true, though. <laughs> like, it's true when you feel something and then, like, a poem, a book, a song, um, a show or whatever just 
or movie just really really expresses it so fucking perfect in a way that you could never put to words it's just the most beautiful thing it's the most beautiful feeling like i live for that fucking feeling you get goosebumps and you're like oh my god yes uh and it's the best and they definitely do like i don't know man fallout boy, fallout boy definitely gives that to me they give that in spades okay <laughs> for me personally uh next line is i thought i loved you it was just how you looked in the light a teenage vow in a parking lot till tonight do the do us part i sing the blues and swallow them too um so <laughs> i don't know i love this line i thought i thought i loved you it's just how you look in the light <laughs> like i i haven't felt that it's just a funny fucking line to me like oh man i thought i loved you but it was just how you looked in the light i'm good <laughs> I don't, I don't love you. Um, a teenage bow on a parking lot till two night do us part. Like, um, a teenage, I, I feel like I don't really need to explain it, but this is the vis, the visual I get in my head is like two teens in a parking lot. They just love each other so much and you know, you're just so all about each other, but obviously you're not like, this is forever. You're like, this this is tonight you know we're just really close for tonight um and I sing the blues and swallow them too he sings about a lot of sad things and he takes um fuck I forget what it is but one of the blue pillows (laughs) that that helps with mood or something I think uh yeah that's what he's speaking on um or depression I think Anyway, so the last one I have is my words, my words are my faith to hell with our good name. Remix of your guts, your insides x-rayed. And one night we'll get nostalgic for disaster. We're a bull, your ears are just a china shop. I love you in the same way. There's a chapel in a hospital, one foot in your bedroom and one foot out the door. Sometimes we take chances, sometimes we take pills. So I'm I'm lumping a lot of this together, (laughs) but uh, because honestly, this is what happens a lot for me with Fall Out Boy where it's just like line after line after line after line and I'm like, fucking all of that is genius. I love it. Thank you. Um, so starting at the beginning for this one, my words, my words are my faith. That's his faith. What he's singing is how he feels. That's his Bible to hell with our good name. Uh, like fuck China put on a pretense, right? That's what I'm taking it as. Remix of your guts, your insides x-rayed. Um, just, I take that again as like, he's like, yeah, we're singing what you feel. (laughs) Your insides x-rayed. We got it. We know it. We see it. We're putting it down. Uh, we're, we're writing about it and singing about it. Um, one day we'll get nostalgic for disaster. I always took this as, and maybe this is just because of my personal experience, but I always took this line as like, you're with someone 
was terrible for you and then you break up and then just one day you're like oh man I really miss that person <laughs> like you just really miss that relationship now again I always took it as that just because that's how it hit for me like with my back and forth uh, relationship with the worst person ever <laughs> and not the worst person ever in my life but a close second um uh, yeah that that's how I related to that so that's how I took it uh we're a bull in your we're a bull in sorry we're a bull your ears are just a china shop like they're just crashing into your ears and screaming doing loud music shit <laughs> I love you in the same way. There's a chapel in a hospital, so I love that line. Uh, I love you in the same way. There's a chapel in a hospital. So, like, you getting married, but you're dying, <laughs> pretty much. Like, you're beginning, you're, you're starting a beginning at the ending, and they go on to explain one foot in your bedroom and one foot out the door. Uh, sometimes we take chances, sometimes we take pills. Self-explanatory. Uh, just a really good line. I really love that, uh, paragraph, that verse. I don't know what you call it. Apparently, I can't remember words right now, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know what I mean. Just a really good set of words or lines. So, those are my favorites of Hum Hallelujah. And, um next part we'll start off with thanks for the memories uh which i'm really excited about because it goes it it quotes one of my favorite movies i can't say it's one of my favorite movies of all time but it's definitely high up there uh and i will get into it i'll probably uh get way too much into that movie and the song so <laughs> that's all i have for you guys now uh thank you so much for listening and uh i'll catch you guys another time if you have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email me at themeshmosh at gmail.com and you can check me out on facebook and instagram and i love you thank you for listening bye